Rejection Proof by Jia Jiang. One sentence summary. Rejection Proof shows you that no, no lasts forever and how you can use rejection therapy to change your perspective of fear, embrace new challenges and hear the word yes more often than ever before. My favorite quote from the author is, Rejection is just an opinion, remember? It reflects them more than me, right? Jia Jiang. Jia Jiang had what most people would consider it all. The Fortune 500 employer, the six-figure salary, a huge house, and a baby on the way. But like so many others, chasing economic incentives did not make Jia happy. What he really wanted was to be independent, an entrepreneur. His wife supported him in taking six months off to start a company, but ultimately his habit gamification app failed, because in spite of incessant practice, a major investor rejected him after his pitch. All no's hurt, but this one stung particularly hard. So Jia decided to seek out rejection and document his journey. For 100 days, he made all kinds of crazy requests to people, companies and the world, recorded himself doing it and shared what he learned. This book is the result of that journey, and it can teach you a whole lot about rejection. Here are three lessons to help you see the word no in a whole new light. 1. Being rejected hurts so bad because it's hard to blame on anyone but yourself. 2. Rejection always has a number. 3. When people discourage you, it might be a sign that you're ahead of the pack. Ready to master rejection and bust through your fears? Let's get rejection proof. Rejection proof, lesson 1. People saying no to you feels personal because you blame it on yourself. This answers the question, why does it hurt so much when people say no to us? The times when rejection was actually dangerous are over. Just like with most others of our fears, the fear of rejection is no longer a useful mechanism in times when all or most of our basic needs are taken care of. Back in the Stone Age, being isolated or rejected from your tribe was almost a death sentence. If everyone else left you out in the cold and you had to get food and fight scary beasts alone, your chances grew slimmer by the minute. Today though, no single rejection will kill you. Then why the hell does it hurt so bad? It's because we always take rejection personal. When someone tells you no straight to your face, it's very hard to not blame yourself. Losing a job, failing an exam or making a mistake can all be blamed on your uncertain environment. But when your date tells you she doesn't want to see you again after having dinner, that's hard to put on the waiter. The rejector suddenly has power of the rejected. The exchange isn't fair and two people who used to be equal are now split into the one who picks and the one who didn't get picked. It sucks to be number two, and it always feels like there's something wrong with you. But it isn't. Rejection proof lesson two. Rejection always has a number. No, no is forever. This answers the question, what's a new way of looking at rejection and how to get over it? One of the main qualities of optimists is that they see negative events as temporary, specific to a situation and impersonal. Once you do the same with rejection, your entire perspective on it will change. Since rejection is always an exchange between two or more people, it's always based on those people's opinions. However, opinions are subjective, and therefore no single rejection is the result of an objective or final verdict about you as a person. Every rejection is unique, and every request 
will lead to a different response based on lots of factors like environment, timing, and of course, who you're asking. Keeping in mind that you can always change a few variables like the above three, every rejection has a number on it. Once you get past that number, you're bound to get a yes. It's simply a matter of persistence and changing the right variables. Rejection proof lesson three. All revolutionary ideas were once dismissed as crazy. So rejection might be a sign you're ahead of the pack. This answers the question, why should we get excited when we get rejected? What's the upside of it? Galileo Galilei's idea that the Earth revolves around the Sun, not the other way around, Apple's first tablet computer in 1993, and Twitter's 140 character limit. All three of these were initially laughed out of the room by the masses. Rejected. It took a while for them to catch on, but as it turns out, all three were simply revolutionary ideas who were ahead of their time. Rejection is often a sign that you're onto something important. Whether you look at authors being turned on by publishers, concept cars never making it into manufacturing, or startups struggling for funding, revolutionary ideas seldom spread fast because the majority can't even grasp them yet. Otherwise, they wouldn't be revolutionary. When it seems like you're being rejected simply because herds of particular groups of people don't want to listen to you, keep pushing. It's not always the messenger that's insane. Here's what I learned from Jia Jiang's uh, rejection proof. Okay, context. He has a website. Uh, Jia has a website which is called fearbuster.com. Okay, so if you want to learn more about him, if you want to get a detailed list of all the challenges he did in the 100 days, go to fearbuster.com. He has also done a TED Talk, which is really, really cool. And I think that's where I first learned about him. I, he has some videos from, he shares some videos from his rejection challenges. It's, it's really cool. Now, there are, there's one major huge upside to this sort of rejection challenge, right, that he did. And there's one, one huge, huge downside. And I want to tell you about both. I think that's only fair. So uh, the upside is that this is perfect confidence training, perfect decision-making training. And it's perfect training for accurate risk assessment and, and learning probability better, right? And learning to estimate probability better. Because as humans, we are inherently bad at judging probability. There's a behemoth, there's a ton of biases, cognitive biases playing in our brain around probability and belief and risk that we just suck at estimating stuff, right? So, for example, when risks are really small, we tend to negotiate and neglect them altogether, like... Very few people are being are afraid of being struck by lightning because the chance is so low. But uh, a lot of people are very afraid of uh, getting eaten by a shark. But actually, I think the chances of getting struck by lightning are way higher than getting eaten by a shark. And so on, right? So there's... And for example, if this, the risk is really small, like you slipping on the stairs and breaking your neck. Actually, that risk is probably higher than both the shark and the lightning. But we don't care about it, right? Because we neglect it. Because we think it's such a small risk and we do it every day. So it doesn't feel that risky, that dangerous. So there's tons and tons of problems that we have when assessing, when building our fears, right? Because that's where our fears partially draw from, our estimation of risk and so on. The other thing our our fear sense is drawn is our ancient, stupid Neanderthal brain. And basically that's when your phone rings and it's your boss's boss, you think you're already dead, right? You don't even, 
shit, I, I can't pick this up. Oh my god, oh my god, what's going on? And you go from perfectly fine and having a good day to fearing for your life within a couple of seconds. That's just our ancient brain doing its thing. Obviously, running from your phone or even your boss's boss, even if you would get fired, you would be fine. You would pack up your stuff, go home, sleep on your parents' couch for two months, and then you get a new job. But it's very hard, right? <laughs> so our brains don't know that. And that's all stuff that this rejection therapy really, really helps with, right? It builds your confidence. It enables you to to go over other people's opinions, so, so to ignore those opinions, right? To not be swayed by them, to not worry so much about other people's opinions. It helps you do your own thing, start your business, build your art, build your confidence to make those decisions in the first place, and so on. So that's it removes this sort of the more you get rejected the less you see it as personal and that really helps with all that stuff so it builds your confidence and that's really a good thing the bad thing about this rejection is that sometimes or by now this idea has gotten very popular and some people advertise it solely for the purpose of getting rejected so if basically if you start out with the whole idea being you only do this to sort of learn to deal better with rejection, then it loses a lot of its value. Because if you don't do things you'd actually want to do, and if you, for example, if Jia didn't ask for things that he really wanted, like when he goes, for example, one is he asks for, I think, Krispy Kreme donuts, and he asks for six donuts, I think six, shaped in the form of the Olympic rings, right? He asks for it. And that's a, I mean, it ends up working and it's kind of cool, but it's a dumb little request and he actually doesn't care about it, right? I can tell, right? Because who cares about getting those kinds of donuts? So he didn't really, right? It, it wasn't, so if he doesn't, if you don't ask, if you don't use this rejection therapy with stuff that you actually really want, you'll waste a ton of time. And you're playing, it's kind of, it's almost like a cop-out because you're doing challenges just for the sake of doing challenges. And I never thought about this until very recently because I was a huge fan of them before. But now I realize there's a downside too. While you're doing stuff like that and sort of prepping, you're not doing the real challenges. So let's say you want to write a book and that's the most scary thing to you in the world. You want to write your memoirs because you've had a crazy life and everything's just crazy. But instead you say like, mm, I should probably learn to deal rejection better, right? And then you do these little challenges. You ask for 10% off at Starbucks, coffee challenge, Noah Kagan, you might have heard of that one, maybe for me. <laughs> um, you do that kind of stuff and you prep and prep and prep, but you don't really go for the stuff you actually want. Because I think there, for all this comfort zone and get out of your comfort zone and da da da, I think what we're missing is that when we go for the things we really want and the things we're really afraid of, we will end up in scary situations and we have to face our fears, we'll have to face our fears sooner than we'd actually like. So, I, and I've seen this with myself, right? I've, I avoid doing work, even work like this, like recording the summaries where I actually know where it's going to lead me that's going to get me where I want to go because I'm afraid of what's going to happen when I get there. And so it's very easy for me to do other things and to like write posts and then on Medium and be like, let me try to get into Quartz or Observer or something like that. And it's it's bullshit, really. It's busy work, right? Because I'm not seeking out the rejections that are the most meaningful. So really, really think about that. Like, if you want to do that rejection therapy or if you want to do it as an experiment, run it, do it for a week, okay? 
But after that, ask yourself, like, what are the rejections I should really seek out? What's really scaring me, like, inside? Like, what kind of success am I afraid of? And so on. I think when you ask that kind of questions, it's it gets a lot more interesting. And it makes the challenge a lot more real. Maybe a lot more scary. It'll take you longer. Um, but it will also be a lot more meaningful because you'll actually go for rejections that... Or you, you don't go for rejections in the first place, right? You go for things you really want. And if you get rejected in the process, then... That's just it, and you're going to learn to deal with it. So as you can see, it has ups, it has downs. Um, check it out, Jia Jiang, Fear Buster, Rejection Proof. Um, see see if you want to learn more about it. If you are starting from a place where you really have very little confidence, then go ahead and do that. Um, again, if you're maybe a little bit further along, think about what really is important to you and what's really scary. Uh, but either way, cool project, cool guy, watch his TED Talk, and I hope to... See you on the next summary.